0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Today is Monday, September the 28th. Locked on Cardinals is the daily podcast talking everything St. Louis Cardinals. I'm your host, Lucas Smith. We've got postseason baseball for the Redbirds. How about it? St. Louis beating Milwaukee yesterday 5-1, to one, punching their ticket to a second straight postseason berth. And tell you what, guys, this is uh, something that I didn't see coming for most of the season. I thought that... They would, they would falter. I really, you know, I was hoping that they would pull it out like 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 they did. But there were just times throughout this season that you just didn't know what this team was going to do. You didn't know if they were going to be able to have enough offense to get the job done. And you know, some could argue that they they really didn't. But they were able to get just enough, and their pitching really led the way. I don't think there's any question about that. But their pitching led led the way to to a postseason berth, and this Cardinal team is. Is an interesting one that might not grab all the headlines, but they, they get the job done. So today on the show, I will talk about kind of what the postseason means to this team and recap the, the series against Milwaukee, kind of the talking points and what that means going forward. Be sure to tune in tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, Javi Reyes of Locked On Padres and I will be doing a crossover uh, preview of the series. It starts on Wednesday, but i will be dropping the show on Tuesday. So be sure to tune in to that. Um, it'll be a great show. So without further ado, let's start, let's start Monday's show. And today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On to get ten dollars off your first order. Builtbar.com. Built Bar is an incredible product. But uh, well, let's talk about baseball. So St. Louis ends its season at thirty and twenty-eight, and they were not uh, forced to play all sixty games. But, you know, that doesn't mean they got they got an easy way in by any means. Uh, they still had to fight, scratch, and claw their way to a postseason berth. Um, they were able to wrap up with a win yesterday to not go to Detroit today and um, secure the, the fifth seed, which puts them with San Diego. Uh, Pitch them against San Diego rather in the wild card round, and then if they were to win, they'll face the winner of the Dodgers Brewers series, which is the one versus the eight, because even though Milwaukee lost today because of the Giants loss, Milwaukee secured that eight seed. And the Giants, excuse me, the Brewers and the Astros, it's kind of sad that the, the Astros or the Asterix, as a friend of mine likes to call them, uh, both by the playoffs, but they are the first team in baseball's history to make the the postseason with a sub 500 record, and what sucks about the seeding too is that even though Houston had the worst record among AL playoff teams, they're seeded sixth because they got the the second place, um, second place in the West rather than the wild card spot, because of the tough tough AL Central and NL East, which is unfortunate that Houston will have a little bit easier out, but they do have Minnesota, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but anyway, so the Cardinals do get to face off against San Diego Padres this week. Um, this postseason is going to be like unlike any other, just like this season was. 2020 is a bizarre year, to say the least. And for all of these teams to make it, it's a huge testament to the, to the organization as a whole. Not just the players, not just the coaching staff, but the, the management in each of these teams, to, you know, did an exceptional job weathering the storm, the on-field personnel, the, the the team doctors, the team medical staff, everybody on all 16 of these teams deserves a round of applause. Because uh, regardless of how I feel about some of these teams, because some of these teams I don't like, just to be honest, just talked about the Astros, but all these teams deserve a round of applause for weathering the storm and being able to make it to the playoffs. It's, you know, I, I get it, 60-game season, the awards might not mean as much and anything like that, you know, people might... Some people might have the argument of the World Series trophy doesn't mean as much, but I disagree. This World Series trophy almost means more because of how difficult this season was because it wasn't just like the 162 games got reduced to to 60 just because. It got reduced to 60 because of a global pandemic and within that, you still had health protocols you had to follow and totally different rules and regulations that have never been seen before and hopefully will never be seen again as COVID hopefully is uh, on the downward tilt. And it's just a whole different... Aspect of a season that no other baseball team has had to go through, and you know that that's a credit to these to these 16 teams that had the shot at the World Series trophy. So I don't think that this season or th- these awards or these titles or anything like that. I don't think I don't think it means anything less. It almost means more. Uh, I know John Schmoltz was quoted at the beginning of the year saying this is going to be unlike any other season we've ever seen, and he was right. Uh, this season has been wacky. It's been weird. I said, I tweeted out before the game yesterday that this might be the most frantic last game of the season since 2011. Uh, also, a year in which the Cardinals qualified for postseason on the final day of the year uh, by winning their final game. Um, and we all know what happened to that team. David Fries will tell you all about that one. <laughs> so, who knows? Maybe that's a good open for St. Louis. Uh, but it was a frantic, frantic game because it really all kind of pinned, at least from the NL side. The AL side was mostly about seeding for the most part. Um, I think it was entirely about seeding who was going to play who and where. But for the NL, it it determined who was going to get in. Because coming into play, the Phillies and Giants both had outside shots at getting in because of different scenarios that could have played out. Um, So the NL side was a lot more frantic this year uh, than the AL in terms of who was going to get in. And it all started with St. Louis. If St. Louis lost, that opened the door for a whirlwind of possibilities, uh, depending on which team you are that would have made it easier or harder to get in. I know Derek Gould did an incredible, of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, did an incredible uh, flow chart kind of describing all of that. So it really all started and ended with St. Louis, and Cardinals were able to get the job done with a 5-1 win. But, you know, just to focus in on St. Louis for a quick second on this team of the difficulties they had to go through. They had to deal with the 17-day layoff with coronavirus. They had 18 different people affected with COVID-19. They had to play 53 games in 44 days, including 11 doubleheaders. They had 13 major league debuts. For this team to make the postseason is simply remarkable. Say what you will about the lack of offense. Say what you will about anything on this team. This team making the postseason is an incredible testament to these players as both athletes and as people to be resilient like that and still get the job done. Done. We can complain as much as we want as I have on this show about the actual performance, but at the end of the day, I'm going to sit back and say bravo to the 2020 St. Louis Cardinals team that includes from the front office staff all the way down to the on-field personnel. They deserve more credit than they're going to get. And, you know, all that hard work will will pay off in a postseason date with the San Diego Padres um, starting on Wednesday. And that, that'll be an interesting series. Uh, We'll talk more about it with with Javi tomorrow on the show. We do a crossover like I mentioned, but the Padres are going to get all the headlines and that's fine. They got Tatis Machado. They got a a young and exciting team. Rosenthal's on that team now as well. Their pitching staff is is pretty good. they get all the headlines. That's fine. Give San Diego all the headlines you want to give them, but don't sleep on St. Louis. Don't, don't just put the cardinals away don't don't write them off just yet because the Cardinals historically are very good as the underdogs, and this team especially in a three game set will surprise some people Don't write them off just yet. Give San Diego the headlines that's fine. St Louis is going to make San Diego work for a series win. I can guarantee that uh, so after this I will uh in a in a brief moment, I will talk about the uh, series against Milwaukee and kind of how the Cardinals are uh, going into these uh into the postseason on on a high note with a win, and uh, also preview a little bit of the project series just a little bit, uh, but that, that's coming up in just a moment. First, I want to tell you about the incredible best tasting protein bar I've ever had, Built Bar. It's new and improved, and it's even more delicious than before. 18 amazing flavors. If you if you want nuts in it or non nuts, they have both nut and non nut. Six new flavors as well, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, just to name a few. That goes along with their 12 original flavors, some of my favorite, German chocolate, mint brownie, salted caramel, orange, coconut, and toffee almond. They're soft and super easy to chew, and my favorite part about these bars, they're covered 100% in chocolate, but just because they're covered in chocolate does not mean they're unhealthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Right now, if you order Bilt Bar, you get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. So hurry up to BiltBar.com and get some incredible product out of Bilt Bar as well as a free cooler while supplies last. Go to BiltBar.com and use the promo code On. You'll get $10 off your next order. Promo code On at BiltBar.com. The St. Louis Cardinals were able to clinch that postseason berth with a five-to-one uh, win over the Brewers yesterday in a three-to-five set, three-to-five series win against the Brewers, winning on Thursday, one game Friday and Sunday, losing game one Friday and uh, losing an abysmal game on Saturday. That was a brutal one, but I'll talk about all of them, give my thoughts uh, as well as about the Cardinals going into the postseason um, the final segment of the show. And once again, be sure to tune in tomorrow. Javier Reyes of Locked On Cardinals and I, or excuse me, <laughs> of Locked On Padres and I will be uh, talking postseason baseball. Um, so be sure to tune in. It's going to be a good one. So we'll start with games all the way back on Friday, since I did not talk to you guys after the games on Friday, released the show before. Uh, Jack Flaherty apparently doesn't know how to pitch against Milwaukee. Um Jack with another really rough start against the Brewers. Um, five innings, four runs, three hits, or four hits, three runs rather. All earned four walks and five punch outs. There was a scare. Um, I think it was in the fourth, third, third or fourth inning that he uh, he fell down on the mound and Cleek got stuck and it ended up just being that. But it looked really bad almost at, at first. Like the initial shock probably was the mostly the reason for that. But the, yeah, there was a huge scare for me anyways with uh, Jack Flaherty because. Even though he hasn't pitched very well this year, his ear was you know four and three with the four ERA just uh, south of five. That's a big arm to lose if they were to lose him. So luckily they didn't lose him, uh, but he still didn't pitch well one up for the win or even well enough. Period. John Gant also was lost in that game. That's a huge injury for the Cardinals in the postseason um, because he was one of the most effective bullpen guys on the year. His ERA was two point four zero for for the season. So. That's a huge loss. Um, you know the Cardinals are going closer by committee. I think that was made clear whenever Gallegos came in yesterday, uh, earlier earlier in the game. So and he was going to be one of those committee guys that was that had an opportunity to close out ball games for you, and now the Cardinals will have to rely on some some younger, not as proven arms, but. The offense was shut down by the trio of Suter, Devin Williams, who's having an impeccable year. Um, probably, I think he should win the Reliever of the Year award. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Minuscule ERA of .33. He struck out one Cardinal on Friday. Um, he's 4-1, and one, but all that's out of the bullpen. In, in 27 innings, he had 53 strikeouts and a .63 whip. So he's electric. And then hey, uh, Josh Hader gives up a leadoff double. Cardinals can't move him, though. It was just uh, an ugly offensive night. Brent Suter seems to just pitch really well uh, against St. Louis. So that was just a brutal game. And then the offense woke up uh, in in game number two with uh, Dylan Carlson hitting uh, a double. You like to see that Edmund hit a big home run. It was a big inning for the Cardinals was was the fifth. They had a six-run fifth inning. Uh, They were four for nine with hards in corner position. Only left five runners on base. So that was huge for the offense to get that. And then Ponce de Leon. Daniel Ponce de Leon was... Really good. He had his first one as a starter, which is hard to believe that that's his first win as a starter in the major leagues. I know he hasn't pitched very well, but I still would have thought that, you know, as his track record isn't super short, relatively speaking. So I would have thought that he would have had a win by now. But nevertheless, he gets one on Saturday or Friday, rather. So his ERA comes down to a 496 uh, for, for the year with a 1-3 and three record, but that is no indication on how this man pitched. His last three starts were impeccable to close out the season. Six innings on the 14th against Milwaukee, four hits, two earned, nine punch-outs. Five innings on the 18th against Pittsburgh, five innings, nine punch-outs, just two earned. And then, obviously, the start on Friday, six innings, uh, six punch-outs. It was electric to finish off his season in the last three, uh, from the last three starts. So that was uh, something that is very impressive to see. So uh, it was, it was, and it's a good, a good stepping stone into the postseason as well for Pond, who will probably get a lot of innings, or get a lot of looks as well as a starter. So if they split the doubleheader, you think they got going on a high note into Saturday. And I didn't watch most of the game Saturday, mostly because they played awful, not a single extra base hit, left left winners on brace. Uh, Brandon Woodruff was really, really good. Struck out 10 Cardinals, not to take anything away from him, but the offense was just so bad. I chose to torture myself instead by watching the Mizzou-Alabama game uh, with some friends of mine, so that was also torture. But, yeah, so that was Saturday. It just wasn't a great day <laughs> for for me as, as a fan with, with Cardinals and Mizzou losing. But Adam Wainwright could have been his final start as a Cardinal in Bush Stadium. And if it was, it was... Not a great start, but also not a terrible start. Six and two thirds, eight hits, three earned, walked one, and give two two home runs that were really the ball game. Struck out three, but the two home runs, uh, one was to run. they were back to back. Braun and Vogelbach each hit one, so that that, that, was, that was just tough. You hate to see that with, with Wainwright. He was asked after the game if you know if that was any emotion. To the only emotion is that that we were down when I left. So that's that's a guy that that's focused. That's a guy that that knows what he's doing. So. It won't be his last start as a Cardinal, though, because he's got a postseason start in him. Uh, Assuming he'll be one of the first three to start. uh, I would be shocked if he wasn't. Beyond him, Miller, Helsley, and Webb closed it out uh, on Saturday. Webb with three punchouts in the ninth inning. He has turned into an absolute weapon. So I love, love what I'm seeing out of Tyler Webb. So then that put all the pressure on yesterday. And the Cardinals really—they—they they, they stepped up yesterday. There's no if-ands or buts about that one. They—they they come away with a five-to-two win. They give up one run in the ninth. They tried to do their best Atlanta Falcons impression, uh, impersonation, but luckily they were able to hold, hold strong. And the big beginning again was the third inning. This time it was via uh, leadoff triple by Harrison Bader. He scored on a single. And then Goldschmidt and DeYoung with a couple of the Then Harrison Bader hits an absolute bomb in the fourth inning. Hit the painting. Fred Bird was doing some painting out there. I don't know. Fred Bird being Fred Bird uh, for for a stunt or whatever. And and Big Mac landed. And Bader hits it. I mean that was an absolute bomb. So as as negative as I am about Bader, obviously I wanted to perform well, and he was uh, he was two for three in his last day. So. Maybe that, that propels them to have a strong postseason. Who knows? But it was it was a strong day offensively. The Cardinals were were 3-for-6 with 300-score position and 300 left on base. Um, on the pitching side, Gomber got into a little bit of trouble in the fourth inning because of walks coming back to bite him. He walked two, but was able to get out of the jam. Giovanna Gallegos, like I talked about, came in a little bit earlier than normal, was able to go two scoreless. Hennessy Cabrera, Alex Reyes, each with uh, an inning and a third, an inning and two-thirds, respectively, of scoreless baseball. Reyes gave up a run, but uh, of, of, of effective baseball, excuse me. So I think that w- winning yesterday especially will help them as they get now two days of rest. Uh, instead of just the one if they were to to happen to play today so St. Louis is able to to rest their bullpen and be fully rested up and align their starting rotation kind of the way they want to so you know starting on Wednesday I think it'll be probably Jack Flaherty in game one He, he last started on a Friday so that'll be five days rest and then beyond that the three that I would line up with is Flaherty, Wainwright, and Kim I think it you can't really go in if you win or lose, but I think you know Flaherty, Wainwright, and Kim will be the, the three starters. Both all three of those guys will be on a good enough rest following, um, following their, their uh, last regular season starts with the days off it, or the days rest. That might be Kim on Wednesday just to keep it normal. And you know, in a three-game set against the San Diego Padres, this pitching can probably get it done. Um, like I said, don't don't ride them off just yet. And I really think that this Cardinal team is going to make San Diego work a lot harder than people are thinking that. They're going to have to work for it. So St. Louis is definitely not a team to write off just yet. And history shows that St. Louis seems to play better almost as the underdog. Um, and I like the what they're doing going into the postseason. You have a guy in Dylan Carlson who ends his season with a two hundred average in his last seven games, 22 at-bats. He's hitting three eighteen 400 on base percentage and a 682 slugging. Only six punch outs. I mean, for him, that's, that's a really good improvement. You have Paul Goldschmidt, who secured his average above 300 for the first time since 2015. Um, obviously, that makes it his first time as a Cardinal. And he's a 290 career hitter in the postseason. So that's good for the Cardinals. He hit 280 over his last seven games. Um, and what what really needs to come through for Goldschmidt, he's due for a home run. So hopefully playing out west for the first three games, he'll, he'll get a home run in there uh, for St. Louis because um, his last home run wasn't, it was at least 30 days ago, or 30 games ago. So, I mean, he was, you know, effective hitting the ball and, and spraying the ball around, but his, his most recent home run, he did not hit, he hit one home run in the month of September. That was on September the 12th, so it wasn't 30 days quite. Um, but his last home run was on the twelfth against the Reds. So um, those are the two offensive guys that I'm keep my eyes locked on. To just a, a kind of teaser for tomorrow's episode because I'll talk more about what I like about the Cardinals with Javier Reyes on the show tomorrow. But that is all I got. Cardinals postseason bound for the second time in a row. First time they've gone consecutively uh, since a five year stretch from eleven to fifteen. So. At the end of the day, postseason baseball is postseason baseball, and you got to be happy about it. So be sure to tune in tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter, LJFastball. Follow the show, LO underscore Cardinals, on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening platforms and rate the show as well. Love to hear your feedback. So until we talk again, stay safe, stay well. Have a great day.